the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is actress, playwright and author, Tonya Daly-Campbell. Greetings, Tonya. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I am really well. Thank you very much, Nigel. Thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast show. You're very welcome. So what have you been up to recently? Okay, so uh, recently in this crazy time of COVID lockdown 19, I've been trying to upskill. So I've been developing my script writing skills to TV, writing for TV series. So uh, I've been doing that and I've been celebrating the fact that I am now a grandmother. <laughs> okay, well, congratulations on becoming a grandmother. Also, writing for TV sounds exciting, so we shall talk about that a little bit later on. In the meantime, I can hear a little twang in your voice. So where did you grow up? Okay, so... I grew up in Wolverhampton. Wolves, come on, you wolves. <laughs> so that's the, that's the twang you can hear in my voice. And to be honest, I have great childhood memories of growing up in wolves. Um, you know, even even with some of the crazy, crazy things that happened, I have great... It was community-based, I can say that. Everybody knew everybody. We all knew each other. You couldn't mess about too much because... If somebody sees you, they're going to tell your grandparents or your parents. Someone's going to know who you, who you are and where you're from. So, um, and, you know, it was very much of a, a like a close community. Everybody knows everybody in Wolverhampton. It's only, when I was growing up, it was a small, it was a town, but then it graduated to city status. When, when I was uh, living in London, it graduated to city status, but I'm, I'm back in Wolves now. So that's a little bit about Wolverhampton. <laughs> so how do you find Wolves now? Has it changed a lot over the years? Yes, it has changed a lot, an awful lot, actually. And, I, I, and there are some amazing things that Wolverhampton do well. But what happens is a lot of the times, you know, when, when we have amazing... When we have great artists like Beverly Knight or, you know, we've, we've got some great things that have come out, Goldie, that have come out of Wolverhampton, great people. And, you know, we end up moving away because sometimes Wolverhampton, it doesn't, it can't hold us, you know. And what, you know, I love Wolverhampton. Like I said, I'm back in Wolverhampton, but it needs to be able to think outside the box. It needs to just grow more and kind of think about, you know, how it can um, encompass growth to in a creative way but like I said I do love Wolverhampton I feel like sometimes you are living in a bit of a um what's the word time warp <laughs> time warp sometimes you do feel that way but a lot has changed you know we are transport links are uh, you know are, are amazing we can get to London quite easily and that therefore why I chose to come back because it was cheaper to live in Wolverhampton and I could easily just jump on a train to London for, you know, auditions or whatever, you know, or for, you know, for, for, for any kind of jobs. So it's not, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not, it's up the road from Birmingham where it's the it's second um, city, you know, second biggest city. So really it's, you know, it's well placed, it's well positioned. And also our football team are doing very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
So over the years, has there been a particular experience during your life you believe dramatically changed you as a person? Ooh, good question. Um, I would say that uh, becoming a mother at the tender age of 17 was a game changer for me, to be honest. I had a lot of hopes and dreams of becoming an actress. I, you know, I trained hard from a young age. I, you know, went to college and, you know, I, I when I was a, um, when I was at school, I, you know, they didn't have drama on the curriculum. So I protested to get drama put on the curriculum and the school was really shocked at the fact that I, I, I managed to win and get a few people to sign up. And basically, I managed to, to do that um, and got drama put on the curriculum. So I was really, you know, wanting to be an actor, wanted to be in the, in the entertainment industry. So when I became pregnant at 17, that, that, that kind of really took me, took the wind out of me. And it really did change my life. But I slowly realised that I'm either going to sink or swim. I decided to do the swimming and then all I can say is I continued to swim. I swam a hundred laps around the life of being a young single teenage mom and then I decided to just you know build a boat <laughs> for me and my daughter and decided you know what it's not going to be it's, I'm not going to be like a loser. I'm not going to be a statistic. I'm going to build a legacy for myself and my daughter and I'm going to achieve what I intended to achieve because that's the best way I can show my daughter how to move forward. So I moved to London um, to start to train to be an actor and I brought my daughter with me. Well, you're involved with the theatre. So how did you yes. become involved with the theatre and when did that happen? Okay, so from a very young age, actually, I was interested from the age of eight. I was interested in, in, in drama and theatre and I kind of got into an I, I managed to get an audition through my, my school, recognised that I had some sort of talent and they put me for an audition at the Grand Theatre in Wolverhampton. And I got the part of, of a munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, fun and um, from there that kind of like sparked my interest further but um, in terms of professionally I moved to London so I did my training in, in Wolverhampton first at, at college and I I won student of the year award within my course for performing arts I gained distinctions and then I moved to London because I felt that London would give me a better opportunity and I wanted every single possible possible opportunity. So I moved to London and then I trained. I went to Roehampton University and then I went to a drama school after that. So I did a postgraduate as well as a degree. So that's how, you know, the, the kind of training started. And then I started uh, just getting involved in, you know, small productions, you know, creating shows with friends, things like that. And then I started creating shows myself, really. I found that I had the skill to write. Um, and therefore I started to write little shows, little sketches and direct and, and then kind of start to grow from there. I understand that you've written a few plays. So how many plays have you written and what have they been about? A, a lot of plays. I would say over 20 plays for my youth theatre. 
Um, so that was, I set up a drama school for young people in my local area when I came back to Wolverhampton because I saw there was a deficit there and I was writing plays for the young people. So I wrote loads of little plays for them and produced those. And that, that was really successful, you know, really, really, really challenging, but successful. But as a professional, I've written, um, I've written plays in the professional arena more recently and which have been produced professionally. And so I'll give you an example. One of the plays that um, that did really well was called Dr. King, The Aftermath. And I was commissioned to write a piece around celebrating 50 years after the assassination of Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King. So I wrote this um, piece called Dr. King, The Aftermath, and it was about how far have we come 50 years and how far have we come since his assassination, since his death. And also looking at the impact it had, not just on Americans, but on us Black Brits and British people in general. So that I wrote that and that was a community play and that was produced and commissioned and that did really well. You know, the, the, the BBC um, heard about it and they did a little bit of a news um, feature on that for Black History Month and that and that did well so that was really that was really positive and then I've recently written co-written a play with two other writers called Wanted and that was on tour that was just out on tour before Covid stopped everything and the, the tour had to be stopped abruptly um, you know stopped because of Covid and because the, you know Corona Miss Rona wanted to play with our lives Wanted was it's all about five formidable women four of them that are from history olive morris um is one of the one of the characters irena sendler dr james barry so and a young a young lady called pullen devi asian warrior and then we also wrote a fictional character called leone and the idea was that leone was isolated in her ironically we wrote this way before isolation leone was isolated in her bedroom she felt uh, really struck struggled to come out and she was writing a dissertation about these four women from history because nobody really knew much about them and she found out about them and she wrote a dissertation about these women and because she was in isolation these women were came to life in her imagination but obviously the play within the play you saw these women's lives unfold so you were finding out about these women so it was called wanted because these women were wanted by the authorities from for some reason or another these women were wanted um you know for whatever reason so it was interesting it was uh you know action-packed full of lots of interesting interesting things from history so that's a couple of uh, plays that I've written just to give you an idea. So I, I write a different different types of plays. I also wrote a, a short play called Truth, which actually won uh, a short competition called Enter Stage Right. And that competition was, it had a judging panel um, of BBC um, commissioner, sorry, uh, Channel 4 commissioners, BBC um, writers, writers, uh, the Writers Guild, producers, directors. So it was a panel and there was an audience. So you got the audience vote and you have the panel vote and lucky me I won both awards I was like oh my goodness I was the 2018 um right winner of tr for my short play truth it was a 10 minute short and yeah so that was that that was amazing and I and the back of that 
more work has, has, has come and, and different things is happening in the pipeline. Oh, well, well done for that. You're also an author. Who or what inspired you yeah. to become an author? Books have been a major part of my life's journey. I love to read. And even though I have dyslexia, I found a power in, in reading books and I felt I've always felt all my I, throughout my life growing up I felt that I'm not quite intelligent enough to write a book I never thought that I just thought oh I wish I could but I just don't have that skill and so re, I, you know I've read loads of books I love reading books but my uncle Colin um, my late uncle Colin who passed away uh, many years ago now um, he wrote he he was a poet and he published his own book of poems and I just was really inspired by that that somebody that I knew you know, published a book I was like wow that's just amazing and it just you know that that inspired me so that was always in the back of my mind and then what happened is when I turned 39 something was bubbling in me because I was thinking right I'm, I'm one year away from becoming 40 and I was just like whoa 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 what's going on here so this whole transitional period for me kind of birthed in me a book idea and I decided to write a book called 39 steps to 40 and yeah and that that's that's where the whole idea of um, that's how I became an author I mean I did write before that book I did write a chapter in, in a book that got published and I did write little uh, things for magazine publications but nothing like a whole full book so my whole the book that I wrote that was all me was um, 39 steps to 40 so how many books have you written so I have written three books but like I said one of them is I've written a chapter, um, a whole like it's a collaboration book. So I haven't. So that whole book isn't me, just my 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 words. And then I did also put together a community cookbook um, that was you know a while back when I was working for a company, Gazebo Theatre and Education Company. I put together a community cookbook where I look. I went and met up with different community cooks and then produced the book of different recipes and I put the full forward you know the write-up in the beginning and so I formulated that and then my book 39 steps to 40 so I haven't written many books but anybody who has written a book will know it's no easy feat writing a book at all oh, yes. um, so writing my book is an achievement in itself yes <laughs> well Having your book published is certainly a challenge. Been there, done that myself. So what advice would you give to someone who wants to become an author? Good question. I would say feel feel the fear and do it anyway. I'd say dare yourself to be an author. Apart from those kind of words that I would use to them, I would say to them, I would actually, I'd say that, you know, your relationship with your with the publishing house that you uh, find to work with, if, if you're going to go down that route, it's very important that you that you really do your research because I'm all about relationships, really. And the more productive and positive the relationship, the more, the better the business is going to be. My publisher is Marcia M Publishing House. And the reason why I love my publishing house, the publishing house that I work with, is because they're a powerhouse of strong, formidable women and they give bespoke support and training to you know nurture budding authors 
um, as well as experienced authors, they support to kind of, you know, really help drive sales. But for new building authors, there's nothing, there's nothing too small or too big for them. They will nurture budding authors. So I, for me personally, when doing your research, I had to find someone that I would feel connected with because writing a book, like I said earlier, is no easy feat. It took me a whole year and I thought, oh, I could get this done. And, and, and there was moments where I thought I could just give up, to be honest, because I, it, it was just really revealing of yourself. Like it's it's such a, 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 a big deal to be writing in, the, in that way and then getting it scrutinised and getting it edited and then going back to the drawing board and even yourself looking at the work and going, this is, this is rubbish. There's no way I'm putting that out. You know, you're always in conflict with yourself. And then other times you're like, oh, that's good. So it's such a, a journey that you need to have a publishing house that you can really have a solid relationship with, in my opinion. But it depends on what type of author you are. For me, the type of author I am, I wrote it because of an emo- because of emotion. You know, I was compelled to write it in that way. I never did it in a way that I am doing it uh, to make a substantial amount of money. And that is my main source of income and that's my main career and if you have that in mind then maybe your thoughts in terms of being in terms of finding a publishing house will be different because you might want to think about making sure you go with an established publisher a publishing house that is going to drive sales on a different level internationally or whatever and you've got to think about those things you know you can have a, a clear plan but it's still no easy feat if you're going to go down that road because they've got to win that business you've got to win that relationship and publishing houses won't just go with anyone they've got to believe in you and believe in your product and believe that they can sell because they will need to make money too so i would say you know having a relationship a good relationship with your publisher is important so what about self-publishing i mean i personally went down the self-publishing route and i did find myself a great editor it all worked out fine you know if you fancy being an author there are different things or different ways you can go about it well in terms of self-publishing i've i, I know and and I've met a lot of people who've gone down the self-publishing route. What I would say about that is that you have to have really good self-discipline. You really do. Because there's a lot of people who they cannot they cannot see what other people see. So they what when they're writing and they're doing that, they're, they're all in their feelings and they're unable to take the criticism or the editing that the book deserves in order to make it a better book or a better product and, and sell more books or, or, or engage the audience. So I've seen self-publishing being done very badly, but I've also seen it being done very well, yeah? Like I said, you've got to be very organised and you've got to be... You've got, you, you've got to make sure that you still have the right people, people in your team to be able to check your work, like you said, edit it, you know, and uh, and just give you a good critical eye and not just to be a people pleaser, not just to please you, but to have a real critical eye because otherwise it's, it, it's a book that goes on the shelf that never gets looked at. And I'm sure people write books, authors want their books to be read. Otherwise, why why write it, you know? So, um, you know, I think you have to have that self-discipline. For me personally, I didn't go down 
the self-publishing route because I felt that that would have been a major task on top of writing the book. It was enough, That would have been another extra task. So I went for more the middle ground, which is more like a hybrid, which is with Marcia and Publishing House, they support you, but it's not like one of the big publishers, publishing houses, you know, where they will, you know, work with you and, um, you know, get you a get you a fee and all that, you know, all, all that jazz. But it's it, it was a little bit different, a little bit different for me in that way. But like I said, it really down to the individual. You must have had some really good self-discipline, Nigel, to do that. But I, like I said, I've seen it done really well and I've seen it done really bad. <laughs> I don't know if you've had that experience. Well, the, the book market is somewhat flooded and not all of the material out there is of the highest standard. Let me just put it like that. So what are your plans for the future, Tonya? Well, plans for the future, there's, there's, there's a lot going on for me, but I, I mean, I um, run, a, I've run a, a TV film theatre production company uh, with a friend. We decided to set this up a few years ago and it, now we're kind of swimming with it rather than just letting it sink. You know, we thought with the COVID, we weren't sure what, what to do, but we decided to go for it. So for the future, it's about, you know, driving that that company forward with a brand new TV series that we've got uh, as an option for Netflix, Amazon and t- different TV companies that we're, you know, looking to pitch to and speak to. And also I want to develop my TV script writing skills further. I was really excited when I, I, I adapt in, in the lockdown, I adapted my short 10 minute play, you know, the one that I told you I won from Interstate Right. I adapted that short 10 minute into a TV episode. And now we're at the stage where we're going to have actors just reading it just over Zoom, just so we can hear it, so I can keep developing it. And it was just, a, it was a great skill. It was more technical than writing plays or writing my writing a book. It was a lot more technical because the, 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 the kind of format that you need to write in for TV is something that I wasn't used to. I'm used to reading TV scripts as an actor, but not writing them. So it was a bit more challenging. So in the lockdown, I challenged myself to see if I could write TV and that's what I'd like to, in my future plan will be to develop that. Also, I'd like to uh, write a series of books that will inspire, encourage and motivate people, mainly young women, but I'm not, it's not going to be exclusive, but that's my main cohort um, for my book writing. I like to, that's where my target audience are, they are young women, or even women in general, to be honest, not just young women. So I'm looking that I'd like to do like a series of pocket books that will inspire, motivate, um, and encourage them. And uh, lastly, I know it sounds like a lot, but I um, I'm also looking to publish um, a couple of the plays that I've written. I would like to try and get them published in in, in a book, so then other people could you know look at those plays and, and and perform them. That would be an amazing legacy for me. We don't have many of us. Uh, black playwrights black female playwrights out there in general so that would be a a beautiful legacy a beautiful thing for me to accomplish i like to accomplish crazy big dynamic dreams (laughs) tonya how can people contact you so people can contact me via facebook instagram uh, linkedin twitter and they can all they have to do is type in tonya daily hyphen campbell and 
they can find me in Facebook, like I said, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And you can, they can connect with me on those social media platforms. I will always endeavour to contact people and, you know, speak to people as much as I can and advise and support. But also they can just be following my journey um, and following what I'm doing with my company, Themis Creative. So uh, Themis is spelled T-H-E-M-I-S. Themis is creative. Okay, Tonya. Well, thank you for that and thank you very much for your time. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.